0: Hello and welcome to the Yankee Nation's podcast. We haven't posted in a while. Uh, We had Easter. That was the whole reason for that. Um, Also, we uh, are trying to condition ourselves because it's 9.30 at this moment and we have a Yankee game in 30 minutes. So we're going to try to do this as quickly as we can. Um, I hate West Coast trips. I, I don't know about you, Tim, but I cannot stand West Coast trips.
1: Well, uh, I actually don't necessarily mind them that much. I like to see the West Coast players, including Mike Trout. I like the West Coast stadiums a lot. I and love the San Francisco. I'm very excited the Yankees are playing there again. Uh, it's my favorite stadium, even though I've never been there. I, it's one of my favorite stadiums in the, in the majors. It's definitely number one, actually. Uh, what I don't understand, though, is the people who on Twitter who don't seem to understand like time zones. Like, I... I, I I agree that it's kind of difficult to stay up late. There are people who are like, OMG, WTF, there's a Yankee game on at 10. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Like, I know that they know that it's a different time in Los Angeles, but they kind of make it seem like it's a decision to not play the game earlier. But people in Los Angeles wouldn't want to have every game start at four. So it's just something that you have to deal with and just be glad that you're not like the Astros who play in Texas, but – A few of their teams are out on the West Coast anyway, so the Yankees don't have to play too many West Coast games, just a little bit more this season because they're playing the NL West. Uh, But I'm excited to see how things turn out in San Francisco. It's going to be cool to see the Yankees play there for the first time in, what, six years, something like
0: that? I I don't know. And I I like the stadiums. I love a lot of the players. I love seeing Trout. But uh, this 10 o'clock, I'm a very... I work, I get tired, I go to school, yeah. but um, talking about uh, the Astros, that's buns if you ask me. I mean, come on. Yeah. Texas is as dead center in this country as you can get, <laughs> and they play in the or, West. Or at least in uh, AL South. Well, that, yeah, that's not a thing. we had have to invent that. Yeah. for that, but, yeah. but, but let's just throw them in the Central. I mean, I yeah. don't know who we could take out of the Central, because... I mean Pittsburgh is well, yeah, closer to the Central. I'm there in the NL, but but that's another one that's kind of strange. It's Pittsburgh. Um,
1: if you remember, the Astros play
0: used to play in the National League
1: Central, and there were six teams in the Central Division and only four teams in the AL West. So they switched, and the Astros made that change to the AL. Uh, I think about five or six or seven years ago. So. It used to be that way, but I think they just changed it for numbers-wise. Yeah, and they had
0: those... That was like the Carlos Lee years, where it was like... Yeah, Lance Berkman, yeah. Yeah, they had those weird-ass jerseys. <laughs> like, I don't... I don't know... Oh, that. I like those. I like the star. I'm not a big uh-huh. fan of their, their pinstripe ones, but like... Oh, okay. But the... That, like, star logo was kind of sick. Um... But but we're we're this is a Yankees podcast, but uh <laughs> but talking about the West Coast times, uh like I said, I love the teams, I love seeing Trout. It's gonna be cool to see Manny. Petco is a sick place. But yeah. but at ten o'clock it's dark, I can't see the place. <laughs> so the place doesn't matter to me when it's ten PM and we just went fourteen innings with the Angels and I didn't get to watch. Uh, inning 10, 11, 12, 13, or 14 Because I knocked out during the ninth Yeah, same here Alright, well, let's let's move on We were supposed to, how about it? Let's uh, <laughs> let's. <laughs> how about it?
1: You're listening to a New York Sports Nation production Enhancing your New York sports experience Hot town, summer in the city
0: Back of my night shadow in the city all around people looking half dead walking on the sidewalk harder than a match here yeah. but at night it's different world go out and find a girl come on come on and dance all. all right so let's talk about the injuries because baseball gods hate us and we get the news that hey gary sanchez might be back in like a week or two uh not even two like a week uh we get that news, and then Aaron's judge swings a bat, gets a, a nice single. You're all happy about it. You see him holding his side, and then he exits the game with an oblique injury to just silence. When he left that game, you could hear a pin drop in that stadium.
1: Yeah, and because of that, you were able to hear... Aaron Judge used that, the F-word. He screamed the expletive so you know it had to be bad. He apologized for it afterward for for swearing, but he he has to know exactly where he was heading, not just the dugout to leave the game, but also to the IL. So he was frustrated because he knows he's the leader of this team, and they need him out there. And for the next, I don't know, what do you think, three or four weeks at least, they won't have Aaron Judge in the lineup. It is
0: at least four weeks. Like, that's my, at least. I don't think there's anything... Less than that, um, and I have a question for you. Uh, who was the best player since all these injuries?
1: Oh, I know, I know exactly who it is. It's Clint Fraser, baby. Let's go, Red yeah. Thunder. Yeah, and what happened to his ankle? <laughs> he just twisted it a little bit. My, he's a tough guy. Uh, he can run into a wall, even though he didn't. Uh, didn't really. Bowed well for him when he did that last spring, yeah. but he just twisted it a little bit. He's a strong guy he's, he, he can play through a twisted ankle players play through stuff like this all the time
0: Yeah, and I hope he does because honest to God he's becoming one of my favorite players Oh, he is my official favorite player now. You look at those Jordans. He's rocking. Jordans. Yeah. Did you see those Jordan ones? Those were oh, sick my. where they had the pink remember- stripe and the dark blue and the gold It's cool because
1: I remember during the offseason, I was following him on social media and he posted online, does anyone know how to make custom cleats to add spikes? And someone responded with his own personal company. And I think so just like a a little small business helped him put those together. It was really cool that he was able to collaborate with a fan in a small business to make it happen.
0: Yeah, but now he's doing it almost every game. Uh, Uh I believe on Instagram, they're at Custom Cleats. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's what they are. Uh, Uh The next day, I'm chilling with the family. I'm sitting on the couch. I have the game on. And I'm looking at him batting. And I look at his feet, and I go, oh, my God, are those Jordan 11s? (laughs) He's rocking Jordan 11s. You know how much I want Jordan 11s, but they cost, like, $300 right now? So... This man spent $300 to get something dirty, the, and then he had a term in the cleats, so, so <laughs> he's officially a god at this point. I think he, he's probably the the face of this podcast, Um, but I was on his Twitter, and I go through his likes. <laughs> every single like is almost, almost every single like, but basically every single like is a picture of a girl. And if he can can play like a god and be a god off of the field, he is the face of this podcast. And I'm gonna get his jersey by the end of the season. Oh when when summer rolls around and I'm making a little
1: bit more money than I am right now at school, a little bit more solid income. that number 77 is getting almost tattooed on my back, <laughs> especially when you're when you're slashing 324. 342 on base and a 632 slugging, with a team leading six home runs, tied with Sanchez who's coming back, so we're getting some of our power back. He's just he's doing it in all aspects of the game. He's he's got a cannon of an arm. He threw yeah. Who did he
0: throw out at uh at home plate against the Royals? Was that Billy Hamilton? It was someone fast. I know that. It's the Royals. They're all fast. That's yeah. (laughs) Me, I was hanging out with my older brother, who's more of a casual fan. Than uh. like a hardcore fan. But uh, I think it was like Billy Hamilton was on third. It was after that error where it should have been out and he now he's standing on third base. But my brother looks at Billy Hamilton and looks at the batter on base and goes, Are they all related? Because, <laughs> because they all look alike. Which I never noticed, but he was kind of right about it. Well, they're all
1: lanky guys,
0: and they can, they can all run fast, and
1: uh, they're they're a, they're a smaller team, including Terrence Gore, who came over from the Cubs, who I think has doubled his his hit total since he's been in Kansas City. So they're all really fun players. They're just not a total lot. There's not a lot of um, established talent. They have a lot of raw talent, especially with Jorge Soler. So they're a fun team to watch coming up in the future. But right now, they're just a fun team to watch for the like the immediate. Product, but the the long lasting success of this team is not going to be very uh,
0: intriguing. No, no, it's not. And going back, like we're going back a little bit, talking about you getting the phrase jersey, are you a name on the back guy or no?
1: No, I am a uh, authentic jersey kind of guy. Now I like the t shirts, you know, like the dark, the navy blue t shirt yes. with the Yankee logo. The name on that is okay, but when you are going to get a
0: jersey, you have to represent what's on the field. So here is uh, no opinion. name on the back. I, if you have a name on the back, I have jerseys with names on the back. If you don't, I don't care. Here's the reason my jerseys have names on the back. At the time of buying them, I think it changed now, so I'm going to change. They were cheaper than the other ones. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And not only were they cheaper, but the only way for me at the time of buying the jerseys was to buy the jersey that had, like, the little thing that comes off the bottom of it that you're supposed to tuck into, like, your pants.
1: Oh, yeah, that's that's weird. I don't like
0: that. I'm not doing that. And, and listen, when the people go, you have to wear what they're repping on the field, I'm here to support my team. I'm not jumping on the field at any moment to go swing a bat. So I don't care if I don't look exactly like them. It's not Halloween. I'm just supporting my team. <laughs>
1: All right, but my counterclaim, though, is I kind of interpret it as, um, it, like, if you get 99 with Judge on the back, you want everyone to know, hey, this is an Aaron Judge jersey, so you're wearing it kind of more. I'm not saying you are, but mm-hmm. I'm, you you kind of are wearing it to let people know whose jersey you're wearing instead of repping it because you're, you're a fan and you know that 99 is Judge and you don't need a name on
0: the back. Here's the thing. I'm not too heated about it. I actually did that with my Gary Sanchez jersey because once Cano... Left us. Uh-huh. That is not a Cano jersey, and has never been. So, i wanted <laughs> to be known. That's my Gary Sanchez jersey.
1: Yeah, and if you have a Mark Teixeira jersey, I guess you can... That one's not as... as a, That way you could... There's f- not as f- much betrayal there. You can say it's both Glaber and Mark Teixeira.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, obviously, with Giambi, too. But, um... We're talking about jerseys right now. The only other jersey... Because, ha- currently, I have Judge... I have Stanton and I have Sanchez. I want the Frazier, Uh-huh. And I put this on Twitter the other day. I have feelings for DJ LeMayhew. So Alright. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get his jersey. Like, because that man, he is probably like the coolest guy who has never said a word. Like I've never heard him talk. But like he's so cool. Yeah, he he looks kind of awkward though in a Yankees jersey. I
1: feel like his pants don't fit right there. Like they look, it looks like uh, either the Cece's. <laughs> uh, who was that player from from the Texas Rangers a few years ago? He's on the Padres now. He played for the Angels last year. Uh, second baseman. Ooh.
0: Oh, uh, oh Ian man. Kinsler.
1: Ian Kinsler. He he wears pants like Ian Kinsler. Kinsler <laughs> wears his socks all the way up to his knee, and his pants are like three sizes too big, and they're puffy. They look like he's playing like the early, the late eighteen hundreds. His pants look a little awkward, so he could have a little fashion advice there. But uh, I just, we just need DJ the Mayhew to stay healthy because we are also on the topic of uh, injuries. We were able to spin it positively there. It's good by us to talk about <laughs> Frazier. Uh, but if you if if you're ready, I'd like to play a
0: new game that I could like call uh identify the injury okay and I'm I'm gonna preface this with I'm probably gonna be really bad at it
1: all right so we're not gonna let, we're not gonna wait too long because that's a that's, uh, bad podcasting with too many long pauses so if you don't get it within a, a few seconds I'll give you a hint and then we'll move on okay so there are who has a shoulder injury uh and it was on April 17th April 17th was that Delan Okay, yes, it was. There's another one,
0: though. Haha. <laughs> wait, oh, there's another one.
1: There's another shoulder on the 17th.
0: Uh, oh, my God. Shoulder. Okay, there's 13 of them right now. Yeah, there is. Um, On the 17th.
1: It wait. didn't happen the same day. They were just put on the put injured on the... list this day. I yeah. should
0: know this. Oh, my God. They went on on the same day. Hicks? No, it's the shoulder bad, injury is Andujar. Yeah, okay, R. so you
1: got the back injury. Yeah. Aaron Hex with the back injury, but I was referencing Miguel yeah, Anderar with the I shoulder.
0: Should they went on all the same okay,
1: day. so also April 17th with a foot injury.
0: A foot injury?
1: A plantar fascia tear.
0: Wasn't that... Didn't Bird just get that?
1: That is exactly right. Yeah. So now we have a uh, hip and foot injury with no timetable to return.
0: Alright, uh, uh, a hip and, and foot? Wait, is, yeah. that, that, is that Ellsbury? Because I feel is, like El, Ellsbury yeah, just had that.
1: Okay, now we have another elbow injury. This is a 60-day injured list, and there's uh, there's two of them
0: with the same surgery. Um, Elbow, Ben Heller, and Jordan Montgomery? And, okay, there's three, and one more.
1: Ooh. <laughs> he had the same surgery as the other two.
0: Ben Heller, Jordan Montgomery. Oh is no, Sevy's a rotator. Yep. Um Elbow Let's see. Uh a calf. Five, four, uh. three, two. <laughs> Um, um, I kind have of a trick question,
1: Dede Gregorius. Oh, yeah. oh, Coming back from Tommy John. So you hit on Ben Heller with the elbow. You have Aaron Hicks with the back. who has, And you also have uh, Montgomery with the elbow. And you also mentioned Severino's shoulder and Tula Whiskey's calf. Who has the bicep
0: injury? The bicep. Um... <laughs> oh, that's Stanton.
1: Yep. And who has a calf injury as well? Not just Tula Whiskey. Um, was Gary's a calf? Yep, and finally, an oblique injury. That's Judge. Exactly, and I was just, I'm looking at this on Baseball Reference. We have Andujar, at least May. Batanzas, beginning of June. Greg Bird, six weeks, but change that to infinity because he's never coming back on his team. Uh, Ellsbury has no timetable. Gregorius, all-star break. Heller is July Hicks is May, Judge is May, Montgomery, August, Sanchez tomorrow, Wednesday, Severino, uh, second half, Stanton, start of May, and Tulisky, start of May. So by May, we get about half of these guys back. June, we get Tanzas, maybe. And then at the second half of the year, after um, Clint Frazier wins the home run derby, we have just about everyone back.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that, throwing that in. But um, Yep. First of all, Frazier should absolutely do it. Um like triple his salary. But um we, we're talking about that like basically all the Yankees have to do right now is with all these injuries, all thirteen guys well it's gonna be twelve tomorrow, but let's guess yeah. tomorrow before that happens. Is uh just stay near five hundred. I'd like to stay above it, but stay near it. Don't get too deep in a hole. The Red Sox are not playing well. The Rays are falling a little bit back down to earth. So just s- stay where you are right now. And I'm going to do something that's going to break a lot of people's minds on Yankee's Twitter. I'm going to oh give... Break their minds? Break their minds. I'm going to give Aaron Boone credit. He has kept this team stable when there's 13 guys. My brother... Who I just said was more of a casual fan. Uh, they showed the on-deck circle, and and Ford was in the on-deck circle. <laughs> and my brother goes, "On the on-deck circle, some guy they found walking on the street." <laughs> yeah, Which... he kind of looks like looks like my dad. <laughs> Does he? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> I don't know what your dad is, so I'm just gonna have to believe you. Yeah, um,
1: well, just think what Greg, look what Mike, think about what Ford looks like, and I kind of just a little bit different.
0: Ford does look like a dad. Yeah, he looks really old. How old is Mike Ford? Because he can't be uh, that old. Yeah, but he looks like he looks like a dad, like a soccer, like a like his daughter plays soccer. Like that's where I imagine seeing him is that his. I think that they pulled
1: him role. off of a. He's only twenty six. <laughs>
0: that man is no not 26. way.
1: I am sorry, Mike Ford.
0: <laughs> that man is not twenty six. There's no... that like a man. a beer league softball player. <laughs> he does, oh, my... god, Dude, he does not... Okay, whatever. But, like, the whole thing... Point of me saying all that was the fact that we're playing with a bunch of guys that no one expected to even have a sniff at the majors. And yet, uh-huh. they're the New York... The 2019 New York Yankees at the moment. So, the fact that we are staying afloat and at the moment above 500 and above the Red Sox you have to give Boom credit for, you would think.
1: Yeah, and just to run through, the, the three players who have impressed me um, a lot that have come up is Talkman, who is batting 205, but he does have the three home runs and the eight RBIs. Uh, Gio Urshela, he's batting 297. He has four RBIs, but also his defense has been phenomenal. I remember that play he had, uh, I think it's the Red Sox, where he was, Going out of bounds, out of out of play into foul territory, and he slipped and he still made the throw.
0: Yeah. And then also,
1: obviously Frazier, we touched on his stat line, three twenty-four, uh seventeen RBIs. He has been statistically, I think, better than Mike Trout. We'll touch on that a little bit later. He's not better than Mike Trout, but he he by just looking at the numbers only, uh, I think has better numbers than Trout right now.
0: Which not a bad pe- also speaking about Mike Ford, he just kept hitting into Mike Trout. So that <laughs> he's had a lot uh, yeah. of solid hits right to people. Which isn't it's just move it over to the left or right a little bit and we'll be all good. Yeah. Or just put it over the fence. They you know what? They can't catch it if it's over there, right? Yeah. Um But talk about the Red Sox series. We swept them it was only two games, but it was a sweep, so we we can't win more any more games than we play. So, we swept the uh, Red Sox in two games. Sale freaking sucks right now. I don't know what's up with him. He He does! They played played a doubleheader today. He pitched in the first game, and he's 0-4. So, he has not played well. Uh, I don't know if it was Cora or Sale who said it, but they said that he was moving in the right direction. Uh, Take that for what you will he's all for 4 with a 7.85 ERA. Um, hey,
1: I guess moving in the right direction means he had the 9 ERA for uh, pitching against the Yankees. He got four runs, so he lowered his ERA to 8.5, and then again he lowered his ERA to 7.85, so he's moving towards a smaller number, but the number is still uh, astronomically large. It's yeah.
0: 7.85. Yeah, he only gave up, I believe it was two runs today, but he only pitched five innings. So mm-hmm. take that for what you will. Um, talk about the Red Sox series. Uh, obviously, we just talked about how he lowered his ERA. Frazier went deep. That's what he does. It's no biggie. But the big thing for me uh, was Paxton. Paxton showed out, and he, he, I'm just gonna talk about him in the Royal series too. Paxton mm-hmm. is is Paxton again. He's not tipping his pitches and. It's to no thanks to Larry Rothschild. It's all Carlos Bartheson. <laughs> and we have an ace as our number two guy.
1: Yeah, he hasn't let up a run, if I'm not uh, wrong, in his last two outings. He's pitched
0: a total of... Four more strikeouts in the past two. Yeah, 12 outings.
1: strikeouts in his last two games. Uh, Only five hits in his last two games. And uh, a big... A big thing for me is those eight innings he pitched against the Red mm-hmm. Sox. is very helpful because when you're rolling out of Vino out so much, you have Batanzas on the IL and you have Holder being put on a crucifix every time by Yankee's Twitter, he goes out there, even though he didn't strike out Trout last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good when you can get a little bit deeper into your uh, into the games from your starters, because at the beginning of the season, I was a big uh, proponent of you know just get like five, five and a half innings out of your starters, then hand it over to the bullpen. But, With the way the season's been going with injuries, uh, it can never hurt to have people like Paxton going deep.
0: Yeah, honestly, like, Patriots going, like, eight or nine innings is, like, kind of my favorite thing in the world. Like, I love the good old taking the guy out in the eighth inning and having, like, a standing ovation for the guy because he pitched so well. I love when that happens. It's my I I love that
1: too. Yeah, I love when you stand up and it's you just you just applaud it because that he knows he pitched well. Everyone knows he pitched well. But isn't it weird? Like in our lifetime, we saw this transition between guys going deep, like Verlander goes deep in games, throwing hundred miles per hour in Detroit in the late innings, and now Paxton going eight innings is like magical. And everyone's like, "Oh my goodness, he pitched eight innings tonight." When a complete game wasn't that out of the ordinary if, um, about ten years ago.
0: Yeah, and like growing up, like we would, you would see a pitcher get a standing ovation almost every night. Like it was really just a normal thing. And it has changed, which you, honestly, you, you, I like the change because it's, it just, it adds more options. But when you could still have a pitcher go eight innings and have a standing ovation. It's good to still have that. That that should never go away because that's my favorite one of my favorite things in baseball.
1: Speaking of my favorite things in baseball, just a little side note here. Rowdy Talaz, he plays for the Blue Jays, just hit his fifth home run at Grand Slam. And he's a big boy. Used to play in Buffalo in the minor league system for the for the Blue Jays. And he's got an awesome name in Rowdy. He's a big boy and he just went deep, so just a little shout out to him there.
0: You know who else went deep today? Who? Chris Davis oh yeah <laughs> so the current counter is two there's 28 more to go and I will have to buy an authentic Chris Davis jersey I'm he did know. almost have three he had a home run robbed against Minnesota this weekend did, okay and we're talking you just uh talked about a big boy who's that big boy that plays for Minnesota Williams Ostadio. He is my <laughs> like
1: third or fourth favorite player. Oh, he, he they call him La Tortuga because that's uh it's turtle in Spanish. And he doesn't strike out, he doesn't walk, all he does is either hit a double or a single or beat or beat out a uh, infield hit. He is electric, he plays all over the diamond, he plays outfield, he catches, uh, he plays third base. He is he is an
0: electric show. Dude. I have him on my fantasy team. Have you seen that man run? That yeah, is it's like hilarious. my favorite thing to watch. I love that guy. Good okay. for him. <laughs> good, good, good for him. Um, okay, I have a, a question for you. Uh, we have a Google Doc for every um a, a, every podcast. We have a Google Doc, kind of like a script. Tell us where to go. Uh, you wrote Talkman the Sockman. What the hell does that mean? That is what, um.
1: Oh, what is the, I'm blanking on the radio announcer. Sterling? John Sterling. John Sterling, when Talkman hit a home run, said, Talkman the sock man. Like, seriously? That's the, the best you f- can come up with? What does that mean? My da- Here's, I don't know. My second, <laughs> this is the second time I'm re- referencing my dad, so shout out to my dad, Greg LaDuca, St. John Fisher, class of, class of 94. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he immediately, when I was complaining to him about John Sterling, which I do a lot at this point, uh, he's like that is such a bad radio- call. He should have said something like, "Turn up your Walkman." And I'm like, "That's genius." A Walkman obviously is the radio, yeah, a handheld radio.
0: It's not so a radio. like, talkman like, goes like deep. C- you can be like,
1: talkman goes deep. Turn up your Walkman. So that like my dad on the spot came up with a better home run call for Talkman than uh, John Sterling could.
0: I remember when Judge and Tyler Austin came up. Who, by the way, again the. The Lance Lynn for Tyler Austin trade is my least favorite trade of all time. But uh, he goes deep. They uh, Judge and Austin went back-to-back. Back. I'm sure we both remember that. Um, yeah, that was, that was awesome. They were talking about it. I was watching it on Yes at the time, and they were talking about it. And they go, what do you think their calls were for him? Uh, and they go, uh Judge, they all said, I think it's obvious that it'll be Here Comes the Judge, which it was. Uh The one for Austin, I don't (laughs) remember what John Sterling said. I have no idea. But for some reason, David Cohn, who's very good. I love David Cohn, came up with a better one where he just said, what about Austin Powers? Which I've been called my entire life and I've never seen that movie. I've also been called Austin, Texas a bunch. But that's beside the point. But, like, I love John Sterling. He's 80. I can't even remember the last time he missed a game. He never misses games. But but some of the things are a little bit of a stretch. So, I... I, I don't I'm listen. on a website
1: with all of his home run calls. And... I
0: like the Frazier call. I like that... that fr- Oh, downtown goes Frasier. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, uh
1: for the... for Austin Romine, he has Austin Powers one. Okay, and that's... so he did that. Okay, but so he's... Tyler Austin's is not listed.
0: Listed. Well, he's not a Yankee anymore, unfortunately, yeah. because we had to get Lance Lynn for half a season.
1: And but then Austin, he's he's playing out in the Golden Coast right now with San Francisco, so we'll
0: see him shortly. Uh, yeah, and I. We're we're going to San Francisco, right? Yeah. I are you sure we play in San Diego this year? We're playing San Diego. They're coming to us, I believe.
1: Oh, okay. And Colorado is coming to us.
0: Uh, our farm system. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh era Judge is making his Obviously, now he's injured, but before that, we're talking about before that. Well, let's look back to the good old days. He was making his best bid to become a Gold Glover, and if he comes back and keeps up doing exactly what he's doing, he's got to win a Gold Glove. He was a finalist, but he's got to win one.
1: Uh, he his his defense is extraordinary. I don't even if he didn't hold or throw out. Billy Hamilton, uh, on a sack fly to center field or to from right field, Judge caught it and fired it in and Billy Hamilton held up. So Hamilton knew not to test his arm. So that just shows you how much respect he gets out in in right field. So that I and he makes some great diving catches. He made a big play earlier in the year, I think, against Detroit, saved a couple of runs with a great diving play. Uh, I'm excited for when
0: he comes back to get back out, out there in the outfield. Weird question. Completely unrelated to anything we've talked about so far. Uh, okay. How are the Reds doing? Because, like... They're in last. They... Yeah. <laughs> because, like, that was the strangest offseason story for me. It was the whole Reds thing. They traded for Sonny Gray, who hasn't played bad. They signed him to an extension following his terrible season and a half in New York. They trade for Puig and Kemp. I, I don't know why. Why did they do that?
1: Yeah, they tried to make a run for it,
0: and they didn't. They just didn't do it the right way.
1: They added Chingir as well. Sunny Gray, as you mentioned, but yeah, it's just not working out there in Cincinnati for them. They're not as bad as last year. They they tried to catch lightning in a bottle again with Kemp, but that was just a one year thing, a resurgence. Puig is inconsistent. He'll either he'll make a beautiful play out in right field, or then he'll. Uh, makes like three errors. Uh, just going back. So like, I, I agree. It's just, it was a really weird time to go for it, especially because the other four teams in the NL central are pretty loaded. Even Pittsburgh, they're playing really well. They had the best winning percentage uh, a few days ago, at least. Uh, but going back to what I was saying about judge, he has four defensive runs saved, which is more than anyone else. And just for reference, Brett Gardner has negative four runs saved. So does he? Yeah, there's
0: that. He's a – wait, hold on, hold up, that, that can't be right. He's good in the field. How is he at negative four, or negative uh, four, or what is it?
1: It's negative four, and it's defensive runs saved above average. So it's the number of runs. It's not just like it's not as cut and dry as like, oh, he just saved a the run there. They're able to like calculate it based on how much field he. How much ground he covers, uh, the place he makes, the place he should have made but didn't. I think mean, there's one error, so if that's what you're looking at, but in other defensive saber metrics, he is grading out below average right now.
0: But He's, just to reiterate,
1: Judge is at a four defensive run save, which leads the team.
0: Judge is very good. <laughs> I, think, yep. I think when he first came up, I remember back all the way back in 2016. <laughs> We, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember who we were playing, but it was one of Judge's first games. Uh, it wasn't his first game, but it was one of them. And they they have a shot of him, like a close shot of him in right field, and they go, uh, "He's not much of a fielder," and the the scouting reports are hoping he ends up becoming like Giancarlo Stanton. And, oh my gosh! And then he they say. If he ends up anything like Stanton, the Yankees will be very happy about that. Huh. It is 2019. Aaron Judge is better than Giancarlo than Stanton. And the Yankees also have Giancarlo <laughs> Stanton. Stanton. It just, the turn of events, I love so much. All right. So we talked a little bit about the Royals series. We won the series three one, which was sick. I was happy about that. Her mom did good. Sabathia did well. Tanaka did well. I mean, the the Yankees have good starting pitcher.
1: Oh my god! Yeah. Do you mind if I read th- if we fast forward to the Royals series and look at uh, the the four starts that they got out of their starters? Yeah. Yeah, I wrote an article about. The starting pitching for the Yankees the, right during the middle of the offseason. And right now it doesn't look exactly the same as it was projected to in regards to Herman instead of Severino. But there was great pitching out of the four starters in that Royal series. Herman, uh, which was the only loss, he pitched six innings with six hits, three runs, and nine strikeouts. He let up those two home runs including the Jorge Soler, who is on my radar for the future. But anyway, he didn't pitch poorly, uh, especially as you look at those nine strikeouts. Then you go to Sabathia, who is very instrumental to this, to this team right now. He's given them quality innings. are a little bit shorter outings, but that's fine because he's an older man. Uh, but he's still kicking it. Five innings, three hits, one run, five strikeouts. And Tanaka pitched seven gem innings, four hits, one run, seven strikeouts. And then we touched on this before. Paxton had six Innings of three-hit baseball, no runs, and again, 12 strikeouts. So the pitching for the Yankees in that Royal Series really helped them, even though they ended up winning that last game in a close contest thanks to a Romine 3-RBI day and the walk-off, uh, the, the walk-off sack fly. And I have this written down on here on our Google Doc, as you mentioned, again with John Sterling. I was listening on the radio which I obviously do a lot. I mentioned uh, Sterling quite a bit. But based on his call, I thought that this thing was hit to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Where all mine hits the, the, the foul, the, the fly ball to win the game on the sack fly. And I understand that Sterling was um, – excited but his call was like it is high it is far it is caught the yankees win The, oh, the yankees win. and like I, the way he had, at first called this like this, like just towering fly ball the center i'm like oh my god mine, what a what an exclamation point like, i'm excited win the game i don't care that it was on a sack fly but it just i just seemed like this thing was hit into the street based on what's how sterling called it but i don't blame him He's very excited. Yeah, you know, I have a radio show at school, uh, where we just talk about everything all sports, and I was criticizing uh, Sterling there as well. So I am really sorry. It's just probably because I'm jealous of Sterling. I wish I was the radio broadcaster <laughs> for the Yankees, so I'm gonna stop ripping on John Sterling.
0: He's he's very good. He has his moments where you're like Yeah. Woof. You're like, John, what was that? But obviously we have nothing but love for Sterling. Um but talking about the Yankees won that series, we won three games, we lost one. There was the series, the Red Sox series, the Yankees sweep. Yep. Who, uh, there's a report that comes out later that day uh, that they celebrate. No, actually, I think CC said it. Where they celebrated with Fog Machine and uh strobe light maker. <laughs> Here's the thing. Who gives and who cares why does that matter people are like criticizing them but why listen if I win a game I'm not gonna break out a strobe strobe light machine you want to know why that is it's because I have epilepsy it's not because (laughs) I don't like winning I just don't want to have a seizure after winning a game but, yeah, but uh, I, I, not... I also would not break
1: out the, stro- the strobe light and Fog Machine because I don't have either of those. I would if I could. I just don't have any of
0: them. <laughs> that would be so much fun. It's going to be a party in there. Yeah. You also follow the Cubs. The Cubs have a celebration room. This is a thing that happens. There's a lot of people, oh, this is in the Yankee way. Who cares? The Yankees won a series against the Boston Red Sox and celebrated. I, it's there was another report that came out, uh, where they said there was Judge was at a table, Judge and a few other Yankees were at a table in a restaurant, and guess who was with them? Girls. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! No. Th- Duh. Like, he's 26. He's so tall. He's a handsome man who is good at baseball. That's going to happen. Yeah. Why are we making these fake stories that have no effect on anything? We're winning games when we're down 13 people. So we're going to celebrate what we could celebrate.
1: All right. Here's a little rant for you about I did not hear about the complaining on. Twitter about them being with girls, but here, I read the book, the game from, and an excellent book by Doug Glanville who played for the Cubs as well as the Phillies and I think the Texas Rangers. So it's like an inside view on the game. Okay. And he told the story how players have girlfriends in every city they go to and the girlfriends, some of them know, and they don't even care. And also one time he, uh, he says that you may not think, but the, the players can see a lot that's going on in the stadium, like, in the stands. Like, Doug would see something in the, in the stadium and go in and turn to first baseman and say, hey, did you see so-and-so in the stands? He goes, yes, I did. And they would talk about it. He also found a really attractive girl in the stands. Word and he went out there on the
0: ball? His number What? On the ball. Did he write his number on a ball and throw it in the No, it
1: actually turned out a little bit poorly because she ended up being really creepy. Ooh. Because, like, she found him after the game, and they dated for a while, and then she found Hell and they were calling but th- they're grown men who are mature enough to handle a relationship with women and they're on the road all time they're they're lonely they're gonna have relationships with human beings like <laughs> we can't be this nitpicky and, and do performing metaphorical surgery on these players like social lives. they play baseball for three hours a day and they warm up and they stretch and they do baseball activities for about six or seven but they have a life outside of baseball. I'm sorry, Yankees fan1234 at Twitter. <laughs> They're not Just because you don't have a life doesn't mean these players don't have a life. Just, 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 just take a step back and let these players live their lives. You can criticize everything on the diamond, but anything they do outside, I think it's inappropriate to care about
0: to I an mean, extent. He is 26 years old. I am 20 years old. 26. I can't even imagine being 26. That's a long ways off. But when I'm twenty-six, obviously I am not as good looking as Judge. <laughs> I'm not as tall as Judge. I am six foot one, but I'm not as tall as Judge. And I don't play baseball. I'm not a New York Yankee. But I guarantee you, I'll still be trying to date a girl <laughs> at twenty six. <laughs> First of all, it's not like he's cheating. Then that's a yeah. story. That's a story in itself. Just ask Tristan Thompson, but oof, he, he's 26 trying to date a girl. He may not even be trying to date a girl. He may just be trying to hook up. And guess what? That's okay. Who cares?
1: Yeah, you, you can't expect there like maybe you could get confused and think the San Diego Padres are celibates and don't and don't do anything outside the baseball diamond. But these these players are not going to remain like. Like, they're, they're going to do adult things and have a relationship with the girls or boys or whoever they want to have a relationship with. And I really, it's just, it's sickening that, uh, at George it. Steinbrenner, please come back and run this team. <laughs> One, two, three, four, Yankees way. They, you just need to give it up and let these players live their life.
0: Yeah, and I can't believe that this was a story because yeah. it's just ridiculous. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Alright, let's move on to the Angels. We've only played one game so far, but they didn't want to make it easy. James Paxton goes eight innings, like we said. with huh? went eight innings. Oh wait, no, that was the no, wrong one. No,
1: no, uh, it was Hap, J.A. Hap, finally. Hap,
0: Hap, my bad. Hap had a good okay. game. First of all, Hap was a good signing. Why do I say that? We could have had Hap for what was it, three years, forty-eight million, something like that, around those figures, or Corbin for six, which that's a long time, or Iovaldi, who just had surgery. So again,
1: that man has been on. He's been having surgery every year. It feels. I so-
0: feel so bad for him because he is good, and yeah. I like him. But now he's a sock. So, well, you get what you, you, get what you pay for. So, so, we get Hap. He hasn't played well this year. He gave up one home run. It was a two-run yeah. shot. He gave up one home run. People on Twitter acted like he had the worst game of his career. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, he gives up two runs in... How many innings did he pitch yesterday? Well, in, like... He, he in the
1: seventh inning. In the seventh inning, he only had seventy-seven pitches, and he was pitching a, a great game.
0: Yeah, that that happened. We go to. We go to nine innings. I'm so. T- this is why I'm misremembering this game. I was so tired during this game. It was. I lasted to nine innings. That's all you get out of me when it's that late. You get nine innings out of me when you play a game that late. Once it goes into extras, especially since I had school the next day, I was going to bed. So, yeah. I missed extra innings. Here's what happened in extra innings, though. We get the lead. We lose the lead. <laughs> then, few more innings go by. 14th inning, Gio Urshela, Clint Frazier twisted his ankle during this game. It was this game. And he ran the bases... He felt fine. He's not playing today. Should we be petrified? No, probably not. He, I it's, know. it's just a cautionary thing, because if we lost Clint Frazier, I don't know what I would do. Because there's there has to be something going around if we lost Clint Frazier. Then it would be Clint Frazier, then it would be DJ Mayhew, and then it would probably be Glaber. And we're oh, <laughs>
1: We can't forget about the uh, the National League play coming up after the Angels. I'm actually, like, like all joking aside, seriously concerned that a pitcher of ours is going to get injured swinging the
0: bat or running the bases. Oh my God, <laughs> I just I didn't even think of that. Yeah, we must protect Tanaka at all costs.
1: Dude, Tanaka go up there and swing at all three pitches. I'll, everyone just just strike out every time. Don't, don't
0: even stand in the batter's box.
1: To pull a. Uh, I think it was Miguel Cabrera when he played for the Marlins. Um, the pitcher he was facing was struggling, so Miguel Cabrera he set up in the back left corner of the the batter's uh, the batter the what is it called the the batter's box the batter's box. It didn't <laughs> sound like come out of my mouth. He was he stood in the back left corner of the batter's box. And the pitcher threw four straight balls to him, even though Miguel Cabrera couldn't even reach the
0: plate if he, swore, if no. he put his bat out. No, I think you're remembering it wrong, because I think I know oh, what you're was, talking about. It, it was, it was the, not Miguel Cabrera? It was the Marlins. It oh. was their pitcher. He was well, perfect he, then. Yeah, it was their pitcher. He didn't even want to think about swinging out a ball. He was barely in the box. And four pitches just outside of the strike zone. I mean, yeah, outside of the space, I think he just messed with his head. I think that's what it was. Yeah, that was back when they played. They played where the Dolphins played, didn't they? I think yeah, they.
1: That's... And that was another. That was a stadium where. Oh, that was a stadium where all the the seats were facing the wrong way because set up for football, but uh, it was Santiago Casilla. Yeah, and he played for the Giants
0: and they were playing the Marlins. Oh, oh, okay, it was the other way around. Yeah. But, first of all, the Marlins new park is sick, and I don't care what anyone says. Oh, I like it too. The fish tank, oh, I love fish, okay, whatever. <laughs> you brought up a comparison uh, of Trout and Clint Fraser.
1: Yeah, I, I want you to cut it. I want you to cut it out of this podcast. I looked up Mike Trout's stats, and they're slightly better after last night's game. But before last night's game, I think that Mike Trout had worse stats, even though he's not a worse player. Uh, no but no
0: because you were right.
1: <laughs> I was right at one point, and I did say that he's not better. Clint Frazier is not better than Mike Trout, but statistically he was as of a few days ago. But right now, uh, Mike Trout already has a 2.2 war <laughs> with uh, 14 ribbies, and he is – Slugging 689 with a 1.211 OPS. And you pivot over to Frazier. And Frazier has a respectable, at this point in the season, 0.7 war. But he is only slashing. He's only slugging
0: And he 632. has the whole season.
1: Yeah. And he's he has an OPS of 975. And they do have the same amount of home runs. Uh, and Frazier has more rivies, but... Hopefully everyone listened to the entirety of this podcast, because Clint Frazier, as of right now, is not statistically better than Mike Trout.
0: It's Uh, still impressive. He's he's over a
1: full war less than Mike Trout.
0: Okay. It's still impressive, though. Can we just get Mike Trout's plaque ready? Can we just, like, start the the process of making it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Put that man in already. He is crazy. I don't understand it. Okay. Now we're going to... Wait, do you have a class time, by the way?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. I forgot. No. All I know is that, uh... Uh, the Dodgers... Wait, here it is. Where is it? I lost it. Never
0: mind. Okay, whatever. Who cares? Okay. Now we'll go around the Horn, which is where we go around the league, and we check out what's going on over there. Christian Galich... Another guy who's pretty good at baseball. <laughs> mm-hmm. He has... How, isn't he tied for the lead in home runs? Or he's damn near he up there? has 13, and that is first. That is first. Okay. None mm-hmm. of them have been on the road. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. That is crazy. I don't... Have they just not had many road games?
1: Uh, I don't think that's the case, necessarily. They have... The the Brewers games I've watched been in Miller Park,
0: but they have a sick to place too, by the way.
1: Yeah, it is. It, that's the thing, though. It is a um, it is a hitter's park, so it favors. You, I don't necessarily agree with like how how much that a a park can affect a player's like career trajectory, but it does factor in a little bit
0: because it bugs me when people uh, do it he, with Colorado.
1: Yeah, I know it's they cause... do it.
0: So they do it in every single sport, except I haven't heard it in hockey yet, but give it time. I've heard <laughs> it in football more than every time I watched Peyton Manning. Oh my God, the, 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 all the air quality, the ball travel. Ugh, shut the hell up. We're playing in the same place, Junior. Okay.
1: <laughs> they, the Brewers have played 14 <laughs> games at home. And they are playing their eleventh game on the road.
0: Okay, so right yeah, now. he hasn't hit a home run on the road yet. Um, whatever. It's still very impressive. <laughs> He's still doing very well.
1: Uh, speaking of doing really well, Voit, for the second time in a row now, he has gone deep in the first inning. So a home, as we record this for Voit, and also a thirty-four game on base streak for the big man.
0: Yeah. That's- Voigt. That's nice. That's a good cool one. Yeah. Okay. We were talking about the Red Sox earlier, how bad they were doing. We also talked about how the Rays have fallen a little bit back down to earth. Uh, the Nets just got destroyed. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, First, Jimmy Butler will be in net next season, and we'll get another free agent hopefully it's not going to be Durant but hopefully Durant maybe Kawhi and we're going to be very good. Okay. So the Rays got swept by the Red Sox. Which you'd never want to root for the Sox. That was good for us. <laughs> yeah, it was. We're, we're what are we in the set like two and a half games back? I I think we're two and a half games behind the Rays right now. Yeah. So we're two and a half back. And we're within striking distance. We could do it with 13 people on the, um, not the disabled list, the injured list. Okay. So that happened. Next, we had Nick Birdie pitching. He plays for the Pirates. I'm sure it's not a name that many people know. He has been playing well. This is one of the scariest things that happens in baseball. There's obviously the balls to the face, like Stanton had, and Headley had. There's obviously the comebacks, like Hap had in the past, and Alex Cobb, stuff like that. But, like, stuff that you don't see that often is when, like, he's pitching. I'm doing motions, but you can't see (laughs) me. (laughs) He's, like, in his lineup, and he goes to throw the ball, and, like, usually it's a wild pitch. But not always. But usually yeah. it's a wild pitch. And then they, they'll grab their arm. And I mean, they're screaming. The, the biggest one that I remember... I can't remember his name. It was back when they were the Devil Rays. Uh, I believe Flaherty was actually catching for them. Um, Flaherty, obviously, was a Yankee. And he, he does some broadcasting stuff. I don't like him very much. Whatever. That doesn't matter. <laughs> so... He was, but he, it was strange because usually when that happens, it's a wild pitch. It's usually like a, their elbow. And usually it's like a buildup in their elbow. This He was holding his bicep. Like he straight up just tore his bicep pitching that ball. And then we get a report that he had no tear in his bicep. It was very strange. Yeah, you web-MD'd it, but off-air
1: you were trying to IMBD it, which is a movie (laughs) website. But we found out that it
0: was was like a ligament? So basically, he he has like a... I don't know if it's torn, but he has a ligament uh, strain and then Uh a flexor mass strain. And it's like this ligament near the elbow connecting it to the butt. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't even own a lab coat. But it's like the his tendon is sprained and a flexor mass. Again, don't know what that is. It's in the arm. But it's just a sprain and not any tear or any burst, which was weird because the way he fell. I mean, this yeah. was an adult athlete, athlete crying, screaming like there were tears in his eyes and he was screaming. You don't see that very often.
1: And what, what instantly came to mind for me is it, it's scary that he instantly, like, reacted to it. And I think this is going to affect the way he comes back. I won't necessarily be following every day to see how Nick Birdie is recovering from this injury. But this quote from Yardbarker.com written by uh, Jason Rowan, there's a quote from Joe Musgrove that says, he's in good spirits, he's not crying in a corner. He's ready to face whatever it is. He's got the work ethic and mentality, that's the key word, to bounce back from something like this. Uh, I, I highlight the word mentality because it's kind of like when John Carlos Stanton gets back in the box for the first time, he's thinking this next pitch is going to hit me in the face. Oh, yeah. I, I'm i worried that for Birdie, uh, the, because he felt it instantly and it wasn't something he felt the next day, every time he throws a pitch, he's going to be – maybe short-arming it a little bit or not completely focused on his pitching because he's going to be worried that this flexor thing in his elbow is going to pop again. And so that might be really scary uh, for him as he's on the mound in the majors. Hopefully, again, he's going to have to really block that out and and forget all about this injury if he's going to come back in in
0: in a promising way. Now, I think it's a little bit different than the Stanton thing. Here's why. Stanton... Didn't face Major League pitching again until he stepped back into the batter box. Uh-huh. You don't need a batter to pitch okay, the yeah. way you, you pitch. So, like, he could... I think he could work that out off the field uh-huh. rather than, like, staying ahead and work that out on the field because no one was throwing to him the way an opposing pitcher would. So, I think it's a little bit different in that sense. But something yeah, we yeah, have... not yeah. Something we haven't talked about much this podcast Uh, I got reminded because this guy's last name is Birdie Uh, Greg Bird got hurt (laughs) and I said last podcast that I haven't given up on him because I haven't even given up on Jacoby Ellsbury yet but (laughs) now Jacoby Ellsbury just had a setback but I think we may not see Bird as a Yankee anymore. I don't know. I think this ends any first base battle. I think Voight's the first baseman now. I don't think there's any question about it. And I don't know if it's his foot again. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything that will fix it ever. Like, I don't... I just... Yankee fans will never have trust in this man again. But the so fans don't make the decisions do you really believe that the Yankees as an organization after seeing injury after injury after injury after injury, after injury believe in Greg Bird like being able to, they'll believe in his bat because when he's healthy the man can, man can swing a bat the man can hit but uh,
1: can he though? he did not perform very well this season
0: and then he gets hurt but like this is him coming back after injury We saw him during spring training when he wasn't hurt. We saw him when he first came up. He's just been every time he does good, then he ends up getting hurt. So I don't know what it is, but I don't... I think this will be one of the biggest what-ifs the Yankees have had in a very long time.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I don't really see him ever coming back in a big way, or I don't even see him coming back in a big way at all. His career in New York may be over in Maybe a team is going to be willing to take a chance on him, like the Reds like we brought up earlier in the podcast. Maybe Someone they're ready to take, take a chance, a chance on him. But I don't think that the Yankees have much time to, to waste with Burr anymore. Yeah. And Which is yeah. unfortunate because while I was rooting for Voight, he, uh, I liked Greg Bird and I wish that he preferred better, of course.
0: I mean, the man had, first of all, one of the coolest roll call like lookbacks ever. Uh-huh. He just, he flew his arm like he was a bird, <laughs> <laughs> which I loved. I found that really funny. Brett Gardner has a really good one, too, where he, like, does Yeah, turn the yeah. yeah. Okay. That's me on the point. Let's go back to around the league. Okay. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Ugh. everyone in the world wants to see this man come up. I, like, I would like to see him traded to a team where I can watch him and root for him. Because second to the Red Sox is the Blue Jays. I hate them. I hate them so much. Okay. But they the the Blue Jays have like teased him. Like teased him coming up. Yeah. It is like the biggest blue ball I've ever seen to a fan base <laughs> in my life. Like at least with like it was yesterday to a year yesterday. Where Glaber Torres came up. Uh huh. I was at that game, by the way. Uh. To obviously, we talked about this in the off season. They like to do the service time manipulation, blah 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 blah. blah. Something to think about though was Vladimir Guerrero, Jr. That's going to be annoying. He got hurt in spring training, so that's something to think about. But there was a tweet. I can't remember who tweeted it. I can't give credit because I can't remember who tweeted it, but they had it was when uh, Junior Got reached the same amount of plate appearances as his dad. Yeah in the minors yeah. and the numbers were so eerily similar That it was eerie like it was scary
1: <laughs> Yeah, but then that, that means that Guerrero was called up in less plate appearances Son, and I'm so ready for Greer to come up. I have him waiting, wasting space pretty much on my fantasy team. I'm pretty sure this man's gonna win Rookie of the Year if he even comes up this season. Like, is there a possibility he doesn't come up this year? No. Isn't he kind of? He's kind of. I, I know, but what? What if?
0: Um, <laughs> that would be crazy. He's he's past the deadline. Like
1: he's eligible to come up now. His what defense is? is only gonna get better if he's if he's if he sees the major league thing. There's only so much the minor leaguers can do for him. It's time for him to come up and get a taste of this big league pitching and take advantage of it. He's going to rake up here. He's hitting balls out of, out of the stadium in Buffalo. Oh my gosh. I'm so ready for him to be up here in the major so I can watch him every night. I'm definitely going to tune into his, uh, his at-bats as much as I can.
0: Here's the thing. Like I said, I loved his father. The way he could hit any ball wherever it was like mm-hmm. full up in the dirt. This man could hit a double. I love <laughs> that. I want him to be just like his father. But his father- I mean, he's, not, he's gonna be better than his father. you That's a bold prediction.
1: No it's not. This man's gonna be a Hall of Famer. So it's he's his gonna hit, father. <laughs> yeah he's gonna be better than him. He's gonna hit 500 jacks too.
0: Okay. Those are bold <laughs> predictions. Like, while you can believe them know. as much as you want... Well, I've bold. seen it with my own
1: eyes. This man is going to hit 50
0: bombs. Okay.
1: As long as he doesn't end up like Pablo Santa. Which <laughs> is a possibility.
0: He's gonna... Honestly, he's gonna have to lose some weight.
1: Yeah.
0: And he should... He should take... He should go to, uh... Uh, Jose Abreu to ask how to do that. Because... My God. Does... Did he lose so much weight? That was crazy. Yeah, so
1: did Cal so did Schwarber.
0: Yeah, Schwarber did too. Okay, here was the latest. Yesterday, Jays are awfully close to calling up Flad Jr., but won't happen yet. What the hell does that mean? Who yeah, do they just, have? Just... Who is... who is? Okay, they have Brandon Drury at third.
1: And this man's already been replaced by Andrew Harvey. this... <laughs> integrity by not having him replaced again two seasons
0: in a row. Well, Drury, if you remember, he could play second. So, do that. Have him play second. Because, like, or this the, the Blue Jays aren't good. So, like, you could find room for him somewhere.
1: Yeah, they'll be better with him up on the major leagues. On uh, the major sure. league roster, so... Yeah, it's 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 just silly at this point. It's annoying and distracting. I think that we have to wait for him to come up past the deadline. Just get him in the majors.
0: That's gotta be distraction. That's gotta be something that they're hearing in every game. Like that's gotta be like it, honestly, it's your blue ball. It's not only your fans, not only him, but the other the players. League. Yeah, the other players. the you gotta think that. Hey, this is the son of a man that I grew up idolizing. Like you're gonna think that's a thing, right?
1: Right, yeah, I expect.
0: They wanna play with him. I'm sure. I'm sure he wants to play with them. The whole freaking country of Canada wants to see it happen. I mean, the again, the only thing that is keeping me from rooting 100% for Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is the fact that he plays in Toronto. And I hate Toronto. I hate Toronto so much as it's not a state, whatever that it's called in Canada. A Providence? Is that what Province. it's called? I don't know. Province. yeah. But I yeah. Ha- First of all, they just got swept by the Bruins. And I am so happy about <laughs> that. Because... They didn't they- get swept. Yes, they did. Oh, no, not swept. They just lost. My bad. They didn't get yeah. swept. They just lost the series in seven. Yeah. Again. Again, (laughs) that whole, they have, I don't like Boston, we all know that, no one in New York likes Boston, but their fans are the worst, (laughs) (laughs) I cannot stand their fans, their hockey fans and their their baseball fans, you remember when that whole run they had, I say run, it was to the ALCS, because they can't win a World Series. With, they had remember the Bautista bat flip? Yeah. Oh my God! I that was the worst year of my life. I oh my! That was it.
1: so fun. Oh, David food. Price. Oh my oh. God!
0: That was so fun. They David were David Price makes me want to throw up. I cannot. you're
1: playing the Rangers. That was exciting to me. I like that series. I like. I like I liked
0: those teams. I hate the Blue Jays. I hate them so much. They're always looking for. Here's why I don't like them. The, there was at one point, back when the the Blue Jays were bad, again, like before that whole ordeal with Bautista and Cronacion, that whole spiel, is their fans were non-existent. It's like they didn't even know that there was a baseball team in Toronto. Then, what year? This was like before the Encarnacion and Bautista. Okay. Back when they were, before the last time they were bad. Like, they barely knew that the team existed. All of a sudden they start doing well, and now they have Christmas sweaters with with Jose Bautista flipping the bat that says Merry flipping Christmas. It it just made me sick. First of all, they had those sweaters. Must I remind them, they didn't win the World Series. It was Christmas. It was already over. Like, what is. I will never... You will never see me rocking an an American League pennant <laughs> shirt. Ever. You couldn't get it done. You. The only way you'll see me wearing an American League pennant shirt is if we won the World Series that year. Like, that's just... Seems so like, like, such a... Stu- it's like when... I keep bringing up hockey, but it's hockey season at the moment. When uh, Nashville had the best record in the league one year, and they put up a banner about it. You don't put a banner up for having the best record and then losing in the postseason. That's disgusting.
1: <laughs> Isn't that the President's Cup trophy, though? Most points?
0: Yeah, you don't celebrate that. Are they do in hockey. It's a no, they do not put up banners. They'll get the trophy. They will never put... The banner doesn't, it doesn't say President's Trophy. The banner says, the banner says, NHL regular season champions. That's that's gross. (laughs) Yeah. But that's basically my point. That's why I don't like Toronto. Okay, moving on. Tim Anderson is becoming one of my favorite non-Yankees out there. He hits a bomb. And then, he doesn't flip the bat. The man throws the bat, and it yeah, was that was awesome. Sick! I loved it. And then, who was it? Who was the pitcher? I can't even remember. What was his name?
1: I I can't remember either. But if was it Brad Keller?
0: Your... Brad Keller, yeah. Okay. So, he th- throws it in. Next at bat. Now, Tim Anderson ends up getting ejected after the whole spiel. Cool, that is fine, because he they were obviously they were both going to get ejected. He got suspended one game. Yeah. For language. This could be touchy. He got suspended for saying the N word. And people said on Twitter, "You can't suspend an African American for saying the N word." You have to. You have to suspend them. the. I don't. In the MLB, you can't say any racial slur, no matter if you're that race or not. And you can't say a homophobic slur, whether you're homophobic or. I mean, uh, yeah, a homophobic slur, whether you're uh, a homosexual or not. You just can't do it because it isolates your fan base that you're literally saying a slur to. People that are in your families, if you, you have, obviously, you'd have to suspend a white person for saying the N word. So you have oh, to yeah. do the same thing for an African American.
1: My my problem is not uh, what we're allowing people to say or not. It's not my place to tell Tim Anderson what or what, what he can or cannot say. I'm kind of looking at it in a different angle because players swear all the time. All I just the time. think it's they're. I I want consistency out of the major out of Major League Baseball. I want to know who, how many games people are going to get suspended every time they intentionally throw at someone. I want to know what they can and cannot say. It just every time it's kind of like the NFL. Everything's subjective, and I want yeah. I just want everything to be consistent. And that's why it seemed weird with Tim Anderson because players swear all the time, and he was thrown at. And th- what this means to me is that when a Player bat flips and the pitcher responds unfairly with a with hitting him with a pitch, which is completely different. There's the pitcher's being shown up with a sign of emotion compared to a player physically attacking the other player yeah. with a dangerous ball. They what MLB's reaction to this was that they want Tim Anderson and I've seen this hashed out a different a couple of different ways. They want Tim Anderson to put his head down and run to first base and just take his punishment. You okay. can't tell a grown man to take his punishment by getting hit by a pitch. He's going to respond appropriately, I, and I just think it's 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 bad to tell a player how he's supposed to react and how he's supposed to just take it. No grown man is going to take that from another grown man. That's just inappropriate, and I don't like that. That's what people are expecting from any player, to just take their beating when they when it's more than appropriate for them to act out against being thrown at.
0: Okay. I completely agree. But I think the only I think if he said any other word, it would be fine. I think it was because it was a racial slur. The same thing if he said the the other F word, I think it would have been the same thing. Yeah. But here's the thing. The MLB, if you remember their advertisements for right now, the hashtag at the end of their commercials says hashtag let the kids play. You're not doing that. You're not letting the kids play. That's the you're doing the exact opposite. MLB social media eats this stuff up because they know that the fan base loves it. They, I will watch any brawl for any reason, no matter yeah. what the teams are, because it's entertaining. And then you suspend the player for doing it. If you get first of all, they Brad Keller got suspended five games. Tim Anderson got suspended one game. To a pitcher, five games equals one game. Yeah. Because they only pitch every once every five days. So you're telling me that Tim Anderson sang the N-word, which while, yes, it's bad, you cannot say the N-word. Because there are are children at that game. So you're telling me that is just as bad as Brad Keller hurling a baseball at him. Are you kidding? Brad Keller. Yeah. Yeah. When you throw a baseball at a player, now you might say, well it just it hit him in the butt, which is where most player those pitches will throw at someone because it will hurt them the least. It's just sending a message. Have you have you heard of Brad Keller being a great pitcher before?
1: No, I've never really heard of him. Maybe that's bad, but I haven't heard of him.
0: Okay. That's exactly my point. The guy definitely doesn't have pinpoint accuracy. You don't think there's any way that he could be trying to throw at someone's butt, yeah. lose control of the ball, and then smacking him in the face?
1: Or the elbow or the hand or, or the rib. Break a rib or it, the kneecap? Yeah. There's too much butt, margin of error. Yeah,
0: You're throwing at the butt, you're throwing right near the hip. You don't think you can mm-hmm. break someone's hip with a fastball that's going 95-plus?
1: I don't even understand it either. Like he gets to go to first base, and also you know you're getting suspended. Find a different way to to, to hash this out.
0: Strike him out. That's how you do it. Strike him out. Yeah, that, out and seen, then show that one him seems up. a little
1: weak. To be, that means you strike him out and then like do something to show him up. But I don't think that striking someone out is necessarily the best because like that's what they're trying to do every time. Just like the other players no, trying to get home. You to, to him show up
0: after you do it, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would love to see a pitcher freak out, like. Pump his fist and look him in, like, give him maybe, like, the, like, put his fingers to his eyes and then put it back to him. Like, oh, just do something to rile everyone up.
0: Or the better thing to do is if, now, you can only do this when the last person there is, like, the last person up, like, they're the third out, is skip to your dugout. Yeah. That would infuriate him. (laughs) Or throw the ball to him, like, roll the ball to him. Like straight up, like like some Mike Piazza. Oh yeah, like, like toss it to him. Yeah. That would be
1: great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do something like that. Yeah. That would be sick. I think we just solved the issue. <laughs>
1: yeah, but uh, another way to solve the issue is the, the bullpen emptying for a fight is all is completely unnecessary. Everyone agrees about that, but it didn't seem to escalate that much before it was weird. the entire bench is cleared. Uh-huh. I think you need to leave it for... Because Maldonado, Maldonado, yeah, Martin Maldonado intervened with Anderson, and they were just jawing at each other. The and bench shouldn't clear until
0: to... punches are thrown.
1: Yeah, and I don't think punches would have been thrown because both players are smart enough not to throw the punches. Adding, what, 50 more bodies into it makes it into a mess. <laughs> and they've got Ned Yost fighting uh, the coach for the White Sox. I'm blanking on his name right now. Everyone does. Uh, um, it, it's just, it's just terrible. Uh, I think that they needed to, they needed to solve that a little bit better by letting the players hash it out verbally for a second, or a little bit longer than a second before the bench is empty. Everyone's just eager to get out there and be part of the fight. Let it just naturally occur because Anderson was making his way to first base. Uh, also, Joe West was the umpire of that game and i have
0: such a love-hate relationship with that guy <laughs> me
1: too but <laughs> you know who doesn't have a love-hate relationship who just hates him is my favorite twitter follow gabriel silva aka gabe freedom talk <laughs> he, you can find him online at bears town 19. now gabriel silva i I really respect this guy he's a diehard white Sox fan and a um bears fan he hasn't tweeted too much about the bears but he is electric on twitter He's always tweeting about firing the White Sox. Uh, everyone on the everyone on the roster. He loves Juan Moncada. Um, uh, but the funny thing is, you may realize in his Twitter name, it's his name is AKA Gabe Freedom Talk. That's because his previous account that he had was suspended. His previous one was called Gabriel Bearstown. Nineteen socks, thirty-five GDS. Fire Ricky Stevenson. Fire Stevenson. That one got suspended because uh, for about two days, Gabriel Silva was tweeting uh, Joe West is a racist, and he eventually got suspended. So I'm glad that he has another account. I love Gabriel Silva. He's a great guy on Twitter. Everyone needs to go follow him, at Bearstown19. Uh, I'll I'll tag him in this. I really enjoy following him on Twitter. He's one of my favorite followers, or follows, and uh, I just hope he stays electric, and I hope the White Sox can turn it around for him you probably enjoyed the series uh, where the White Sox took two out of three from the Yankees, but just again, Gabriel Silva, aka Freedom Talk, keep talking, man. Keep keep uh, being yourself. Don't be PC, Gabe, which is what he said he might convert to after getting suspended. Uh, I, I, Gabriel Silva,
0: keep it up, man. All right, <laughs> moving on from one of your favorite follows to one of my least favorite. <laughs> I don't. I don't follow this man. I don't. He probably has a Twitter. I don't care. Oh yeah, he does. His
1: Twitter's kind of annoying.
0: <laughs> Marlon's man is the so there was a tweet. Okay, I'm gonna find the whole thing. But okay. was, uh you have it. Yeah. So there was yeah tweet, I have her here a tweet from this girl. I can't remember her Nicole.
1: Name. Uh, Nicole 52
0: NYY. It's at N I C C O L E five two N Y Y. She's a good follow. So follow her. Uh, but she tweets a picture. She's at the game, and she takes a picture of Marlins man. And she, the way she worded it, made it seem like she didn't know who it was. Uh, yeah. She said um, she didn't know who it was, but she said uh, this guy wearing a Derek Jeter, a wearing Derek a
1: Derek Jeter, Jeter Marlins jersey, uh, throwing up, throwing up, throwing up emoji, <laughs> and sick face. And,
0: and that, then you said.
1: That's yeah. Uh, do you have it in front
0: of you? Oh. No, you got it. You got it. Cause okay. I don't have it in front of me.
1: As a, Austin, you say that's Marlins man. He bugs the crap out of me. <laughs> and I interject here with gotta need to talk about this. Meaning I want to talk about it on the radio, on the uh, podcast. And the- you said elaborate. And that was five days ago. I never got back to you <laughs> until now. So now is my chance to elaborate and our chance to
0: talk about this. Go ahead. Because that was okay. You guys have the context of what he meant. He just said, you're going to have to talk about this. That is the vaguest thing I have ever read. <laughs> so, elaborate now. Now is your chance to elaborate. So, I follow.
1: I have followed Marlon's man for years at this point. Gross. And I know his relationship with Derek Jeter. Uh, just to summarize a little bit, uh, there's an article on SB Nation it was written two years ago. Marlins man faced off with Derek Jeter at Marlins Town Hall. And it was wild because Marlins uh Derek Jeter, the part owner of the Marlins, had a like a season ticket holder town hall. And Marlins Man came to give his complaints about how the team was tanking. And he pulled one of the most baller lines out on uh on Derek Jeter. He said to Derek Jeter, the captain, one of the most famous baseball players ever, he looked Derek Jeter in the eye, Marlin's man, and said, do you know who I am? <laughs> and Mar- Jeter says, yeah, I've heard of you. So Marlon's man, he's a, he's a, a lawyer. He's rich. He goes to all the games, uh, all the primetime seeking.
0: games. Uh, what? I said he's, atten- he's attention-seeking. No, I-
1: he's, he's good for all sports. He goes to the Kentucky Derby, the finals, NBA finals. He's always in the front row, and I think it's funny that he has the Jeter jersey. He's wearing it ironically because he has a feud with Jeter about the team tanking and how expensive the ticket prices are. So I had that prior knowledge that he has a feud with Jeter, and he was wearing the Marlins Jeter jersey as like a ironic statement against his that. relationship with Jeter.
0: Yeah, I was aware of that. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. Jeter is my favorite player ever, so I don't care <laughs> who you are. I don't care what you did for a living. I don't care how much money you have. He is so attention-seeking. He has to sit in the front row of every game he goes to. Let me tell you something. Sitting in the front row behind home plate has to be a horrible view. Like, yeah, do it once for, like, the atmosphere and to see how it is. But, like, if you're, gonna, if you're willing to spend that much money on a ticket, go sit in the place where you can see the field. Like, if you're dead set right in the center, the ump is blocking the pitches. You can't see where the pitches land. The only time you can see it is if it's if it's not a ground ball up center. Like, you could see it if, it could, if it's a fly ball to right. You could probably see a ground ball, too. But, like, that, that just it bugs me. He's not a Yankee fan, yet he's at almost every Yankee game. That Marlins jersey that he's wearing... Isn't even their jerseys anymore. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a nice throwback.
0: I love it. He's wearing a visor. I never trust anyone with a visor. Don't <laughs> come do on. It. How do you trust someone with a visor? They're like, oh, I only want my son to, my head to get burnt. Like that is so annoying to me. A visor? Are you kidding me? Like, I don't even trust tennis players who wear visors. Get a full hat. You have the money to pay for a full hat. It's just a it bugger. <laughs> you. you could pay for. The front row, right behind home plate at Yankee Stadium, yeah, you can't afford the other half of the hat. Ugh.
1: See, this is, uh, your, your argument is weak because you're attacking his, his hat, his uh headwear. I have no
0: reason not to like I him as a married. personal man. I have, he is probably a I don't know if he has a family, but I'm sure if he does, he's a great father. I'm sure he is a wonderful husband. Great family man, I am sure. Uh, I'm sure he was great at his job. I'm sure every penny he's made, he has worked hard and earned. But he bugs me. And there's really, there's no reason for it other than the fact that he's attention-seeking, and I hate visors. I think he's hilarious. I'm going to
1: leave it at that. Uh, the Yankees are up 2 nothing right now. Tyler Wade, he got an RBI. Uh, and Gardner hit a triple.
0: Gardner hit a triple? Nice. Look, it's like throwback.
1: Yeah, for real. Gardner also hit how many?
0: 5 5 home runs. Has oh, so he got more than Judge now? He's got the same amount. <laughs> All right. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to move on to read and react section of bad tweets.
1: But that was the uh, Gardner's triple was the first triple of the year for the Yankees.
0: Yeah, it's cuz Hicks is out. Hicks is usually yeah. our triples guy. Yeah. It's my leadoff, man. Okay.
1: Right, go ahead to read react. I'm excited for this.
0: Okay. I have a few. I don't have many, but I have a few. There was a lot. Here's the the only reason I don't like this is because it kind of calls out some people. That's why I never tell you the ad. but it kind of, some of yeah. you deserve it. This one isn't related to the Yankees. Uh, Shoemaker on the Blue Jays got <laughs> hurt. Uh, I believe he's he's out for the season. Uh, Shoemaker, I, I can't remember what Shoemaker it is, because there's like three of them. Yeah, there is. But uh, he's a pitcher. That's all you need to know. So, someone tweeted, the Shoemaker injury sucks, but it clears a roster spot for someone. And then it's a gif of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Now, when... When you call up someone because of an injury, it's usually to replace their spot. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will never pitch in a major league game. They will never start in the major league game. He could pitch. pitch. He, he may pitch. Chris Davis struck someone out. Yeah. I just felt the need to point that out. Um, he may pitch if they're losing by a ton. You probably won't ever see it because he'll be a star player and usually you don't put the star players in that position. But how could you think that your pitcher getting hurt clears up a roster spot for a third baseman?
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, all that matters to me is that Carrera should be on the roster, no matter who's hurt.
0: Oh, yeah. That's another point of why it's weird. All right, here's another one that's spread like wildfire over Yankees' Twitter. So, really, we're not going to be alone in this assessment. He said, I love Judge, but he's another wimp. (laughs) Ha! (laughs) Swings a bat and he's hurt. Come on, it wasn't even a violent swing. Hideous. Um. (laughs) Aaron Judge is 6'8". Damn near 280 pounds. I... Would never. I. You could give me a pile of adjectives, and wimp would be the last one I go to.
1: Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, that guy might have been fishing for likes. Here's the
0: thing. Well, who likes that? Here's the thing. Or attention, I guess. If you swing a bat and you strain your oblique, doesn't that mean you're really strong? Like you're so strong. You hurt yourself.
1: <laughs> that's a weird, that's a weird spin. But you might be right. You might be completely wrong.
0: <laughs> like you are, like think, think about if it was an oblique tear. It was only an oblique strain. But think if it was an oblique tear. Yeah. You are so strong that when you swing your bat, your oblique breaks. That's kind of like you're. That's in a weird way, in an unproductive way. You're kind yeah. of like complimenting the guy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you're straight up. You're so strong that your body can't even handle it. Which well, I guess you can kind of say that's an oxymoron, but yeah, I'm an oxymoron. Okay, (laughs) whatever. That was a stupid. That was stupid. What I just oxymoron.
1: (laughs) Wait, wait, can I read this one? Go ahead. This one was. This one's not really about the Yankees. Bad day at the cages think they juiced the machines over the weekend. (laughs) This guy goes, he goes to the cages, he has a bad day at the cage, happens to everybody, and he thinks that someone tampered with the machine just to strike him out. That's definitely not the case, buddy.
0: Maybe it was a joke. Hopefully it was a joke. (laughs) That might have been a joke. That was funny, though. It's like when you go to the driving range and you blame the clubs. Yeah. All right. Let's... I have a bunch. I gotta find more. Because I send you some all the time. Yeah, do you want me to read the ones you sent me? Oh, wait. Here's one from way back One. This was like... This was like Harper's second home run. Remember how early in the season that was? Uh Uh-huh. This guy tweeted, Harper with another home run. Hail messed up. How? How messed up? (laughs) That was the second home run in a 13-year contract. (laughs) There was another This one Was by the Nationals The Washington Nationals Patrick Corbin Had a good start And they You know that Spongebob Meme Where it's like The It's like Him With like that Beak face And it's And it's like With the text That's like Big and small Uh Uh-huh Like making fun Yeah yeah, yeah, Yeah the Washington Nationals tweeted that with uh, Corbin's stat line from that day. And <laughs> said, you can't give Corbin a six-year contract, though. This is an April start in the first year of the contract. Yeah, You can't tweet something like that until at least the fifth year of the contract. Are you kidding me? Shouldn't give him six years because he had one good start April in the first year of his contract? I, I'm sorry. I just don't think that... I wouldn't be willing to give up six years of a contract to a player that's only good in April of the first yeah. year. You have to... You have to wait for these things. Well, yes, you want to prove those people wrong. You have to give it time. Okay. This is a long episode. Yeah. We gotta have to pull. It, this has probably been the most fun episode. We're gonna have to pull it to an end. We have yeah. To, we unfortunately. Have to, we have to watch the game. Uh, yep. We'll be back. Hopefully, if there's if another Easter doesn't pop up, we'll be back on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we hope to see all you guys there. And go Yankees.
1: And don't forget to tell your friends to uh to listen. To- some of your Yankee friends, your closest yeah. friends, and uh, don't forget to subscribe. Might as well, right? Follow us on Twitter. Yeah, Yankee Nation
0: Pod. All right, go Yankees. Go Yankees. Elevator going up in the gleaming corridor of the fifty-first floor. The money can be made if you really want some more. Executive decision, a clinical precision. Jumping from the windows, filled with indecision. I can't get a bike from the advertising world